0: July 31st I'm Blair Kirkhoff and let's end this busy week in Kansas City sports with some voices on KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast you'll hear from the always entertaining Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey who touches on several topics from the opening of training camp to the COVID-19 precautions taken by he and the team and the accountability teammates must take after they leave the facility after Kelsey we'll hear from another chief running back Damian Williams you know by now Williams has opted out of the season. Chief beat writer Herbie Teopi and I discussed the topic on Thursday's show. At the time of the announcement, we didn't know the reason for the opt-out, but we learned it was a family matter. After listening to an interview Williams did with Sirius XM Radio, you'll hear a portion of that interview. After a break, we changed sports. First, you'll hear from Sporting KC coach Peter Vermees, who took questions after Thursday night's disappointing loss to Philadelphia in the knockout round of the MLS's back tournament. Vermees is top notch in these situations, rare as they are. He vividly expresses his disappointment without throwing a player under the bus. Other coaches can take a lesson in publicly handling defeat from Vermees. And we'll wrap up today's show with a clip from the starting pitcher in the Royals' home opener tonight, Chris Bubich. Bubich was drafted in 2018, and he's the second member of that class who's been fast-tracked to the majors, following Brady Singer. Bubich tells us how he got the news earlier this week that he would get the starting assignment. Okay, so let's start with Travis Kelsey, who spoke to reporters on Thursday. We are going to take questions, Trav, and we're going to start with Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, what's up, Travis? Um, I'm just wondering, obviously, you've been in the facility. We can see you're wearing a mask. so You've seen all the COVID protocols. What are your general
1: thoughts about, you know, being back at camp through what's going on right now and and how safe do you feel? Um, I'm not going
2: to lie. I feel pretty good about the situation we have here in Kansas City. I know everyone's not as – it's fortunate to have uh, the head athletic training staff and all the docs that we do here in Kansas City. Um, I get it. But um, everything that – we're checking all the boxes out here in KC, and uh, it's really making us uh, feel at home. And I know it's a, it's a league-wide protocol. So it's it's not just us. Everybody has to follow these guidelines. And um, I'm just excited to be back in the building with the guys.
0: Let's go to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt.
1: Hey, Travis. Thanks for doing this, man. We two dogs fighting. Sorry about that. Um, been a unique offseason obviously. Haven't been in the facility at all in quite a while. To be back and just focusing on football with your teammates again for the first time in a while. What's
3: your mentality like heading into this camp in this season? <laughs>
2: um yeah, it kind of feels like we're behind uh we're behind on the on the on the eight ball here, just uh just kind of ke- play catch up right now. And um it's just good to be around the guys. I mean, the meeting last night, it was uh, it was long and insightful and informative. But uh, just the, the the small locker room talk that we got to have with some of the guys catching up with everybody. It's uh, you know, it makes you feel at home and makes you feel like you're you're back in the, the in the building again with uh, the guys you went out and wanted with last year. So it's it's definitely a good feeling to be back. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Travis. Thanks again for
1: taking some time. Um, I was curious, you're entering your eighth camp here. Um, You've been in the league now a long time. A, what type of, of things do you think that you could still work on to maybe even improve going into this year? And then other question, Blake Bell has moved on. What are some things that maybe you look for in someone who's going to be your number two? Um,
2: well, I'll start with that one first. We have a, we have a great room and, uh, coach Tom Melvin always gets the guys ready to go. Um, I know he's, he's always harping on me to, to, you know, sharpen the tools and, and, and get better at your strengths, but also, you know, the weaknesses we have to, we have to rise to the occasion and, um, definitely, uh, it's 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 an all around mentality of of keep learning the offense. Coach Reed is going to do a great job of putting us in a, a situation to succeed, uh, but we got to learn this offense and know it in and out, just like uh, just like he teaches it. So it's um it's definitely a, a fun process, but um getting better is is I mean it's a it's a year long thing. It's it's a career long thing. You can never be satisfied with where you are.
0: Let's go to Adam Tyser. Go ahead, Adam. Hey
2: Travis, how you doing? Doing good, Adam. Good uh hey what is the loss of Larry and of Damian Williams due to the offense what what kind of loss is this for you guys Man it's uh it hurts man it hurts but at the same time you can uh you can obviously respect both of their decisions um love those guys it doesn't make me uh feel a grudge about either one of them um I totally respect what they're doing um and you know what uh I think I think Coach Reed, uh, Veach, the 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 front office is going to do an unbelievable job of trying to fill that void, and and the guys that we have in this locker room um, can fill that void. I, I honestly, I truly believe that uh, we have an unbelievable roster, and uh, I'm pretty excited to see how this uh, this group molds together.
0: Let's go to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. Hey Travis,
2: hope you're doing well. I know it's been a bit, but uh, when you see the Air- way Arrowhead Stadium's set up, you know we kind of saw it yesterday—the way it was all with the locker rooms being spaced out and everything. Kind of, what is your initial reaction to how it's all going to be with this unique training camp? Because you're so used to St. Joe's being around, active with the people, but now it's—it's it's different. It's all you guys. It's enclosed and just the different spacing. What did you think of of all that? And then I got to ask you about Mahomes and being a uh, number four, if you will, in the NFL ball. Um. Well the the NFL poll is what it is. I mean that that's uh it's TV land, man. I I don't want to harp on what happens in TV land, but everybody has their opinions and everybody has their uh their favorites. So it is what it is, but I think, um, I think, like I said earlier, the, the chiefs have done an unbelievable job, uh, as an organization, getting us set up here, uh, around our facilities where we're comfortable. We're, we're familiar with it. Um, obviously I love St. Joe, uh, to everybody out there. we're going to miss you guys this year. Um, and hopefully we can get back out next year, but, uh, for for what we have the set up here in Kansas City uh, at the two facilities both the stadium and here at the practice facility I think it's um uh, it's very safe environment I feel comfortable as can be going into training camp. Let's go to Karen Cornacki. Go ahead, Karen.
4: Hello Travis. Hello. Just your thoughts on no preseason games. How do you what will you guys have to do to get ready to start a season when you don't have
1: a dress rehearsal?
2: Well, I think uh, I think it's going to be an interesting transition, especially for the young guys—the guys that haven't had quite the reps uh, to to feel out how fast the game is really going to be. Um, but uh, I think also that Coach Reed does an unbelievable job of getting getting us ready uh, for our first game, and I and I think we'll it'll have to be modified just a little bit. But uh, but I think Coach Reed—I got all the trust in the world in Coach Reed and the and the coaches to get all these guys ready. Uh, for the for that week one opportunity against Houston, and um, yeah, the the biggest thing I think that we're going to miss out on is uh, defensive defensively being able to tackle. Um, you can try and simulate it as much as you can, but until the bullets are flying, you really don't know um, what a guy's going to do instinctually. And uh, I think those are things that you definitely got to build on, and you'll see teams uh, progress a lot further along in the in the season uh, because we're we're kind of catching it later on uh, in, in terms of that learning process. So,
0: Go to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Travis, hope you're doing well. Uh, Andy on on Saturday had said that, you know, it's going to be up to the players to doing the right things when you leave the building. Curious, you know, what that means to you. And as a veteran of this team, how can you, you know,
2: underscore that message to the young guys? It's accountability. I mean, the guys coming in the office, they know what uh, this team is capable of they know what this team is capable of. I mean, it shows what we did last year um, and, and who all we got coming back, which means we got just about every single leader that we had in this locker room uh, outside of two that, that um, respectively decided to opt out. I think that we are um, we're as set and ready uh, leadership-wise as, as we've ever been. And um, the tone has to be set and the, and the accountability has to be set uh, amongst all the guys in the locker room to, you know what, there's, there's, there's a virus out here. It's a, it's a, it's not something we can play around with. It's something that we have to take serious. You know, guys are going home to their families. Uh, we have kids and wives and, and, and beautiful families that we have to make sure that we're all being uh, held accountable for. So uh, like Coach Reed said, just just making sure you're doing the right things for the guys around you. But uh, I don't see much of a, much of a problem because a lot of the, a lot of that is already kind of set in the culture that Coach Reed and the, the leaders on this team have set. Let's go
1: to Darren Smith. Go ahead, Darren.
4: Travis, thank you so very much for uh, taking the time to do this. One, uh, you were instrumental in designing the Super Bowl championship rings. Do you know when you all are going to receive them if you're going to have like a Washington Nationals type of uh, event in the unveiling of it? And then also, uh, obviously, you see the background behind me. You know, what are your thoughts on the Black Lives Matter uh, and, and do you support what, what they have going on?
2: I support without a doubt um, everything that's going on in this the social justice in this world right now um, black lives matter is something that's very personal to me because I have a lot of friends a lot of family um, that are that, that fall into that that world and it's, uh, it's' something that I've been very passionate about since I've been in the league and uh, it's, it's almost a responsibility that I take upon myself to, to show the support and show the the want for change and um, that being said um, I forget the uh, the first question you asked. I apologize.
4: No, no, you're fine. I was asking about you were you were instrumental in the design of the Super Bowl ring. So, just wanted do you know when you all are going to receive them and what type of unveiling you're going to do for it? Um,
2: you know what I uh, you could say I was instrumental in it, but they, they kind of just threw it on the screen, and I was like, oh, that's nice. I would like one of those. Yes, and uh, it was uh, it's, it's it's a beautiful ring from when I saw it in terms of how we're going to receive it or if there's going to be any type of party or whatever it is, um, I think that's kind of second to everything that's going on right now. I think we're all just focused on uh, trying to go get another one this year, and we'll worry about all that when it happens. And just to to say something uh, about the Black Lives Matter, that's why I love Kansas City and this organization, because uh, Clark Hunt and our president, Mark Donovan, have done an unbelievable job of reaching out to the players. Um, on this team to try and find something that makes sense and and is meaningful uh, to this community and to the players in this uh, locker room and I love them for it
0: all right guys we've got three more hands up we'll make these our
1: final ones let's go to Pete Sweeney go ahead Pete Trev, I think this is the first time we're going to talk to you since the the Mahomes contract. I, I just was curious what your reaction to the deal was and then even though you've been putting up this production even before Mahomes just how fortunate do you feel to be able to play with him during really both your primes.
2: Um yeah, I think uh I mean I I've, I you can you can hype up uh, Mahomes all you want, man. I I I'm a firm believer that uh that Well, let me say that. Let me say, Let me restart that. I, uh, obviously, I'm a big fan of Pat's. Pat is the humble. I think he's the best player in the National Football League. You can't tell me there's a better quarterback than him. Uh, that's for sure. Um, you can turn on whatever film you want. He's the best player in the National Football League, in my mind. And he, uh, he led us to a Super Bowl because he is that. Um, I was very fortunate to have a great quarterback in Alex Smith. Uh, I was, I've always thought very highly of him. Excited to see what he's got going out in, uh, in Washington right now. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think moving forward that, um, when Pat got into, Got into the huddle. It was just a little bit different, man. And it is what it is. I think he uh, he he brought a different energy, a different style of the game that uh, that even I was a little bit more accustomed to, just going out there and playing ball in the backyard type football. And uh, as he progresses, as he starts to learn more about defenses and and gets into the defensive coordinator's minds, I mean, his game is just going to keep going up and up until probably something that we've never seen before. If if what he's doing already isn't something that we've seen before, so I think it's uh it's it's a fun time to be a Kansas City Chief. And, um, and, and it's because 1-5 is in the building, for sure.
3: Go ahead, Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Travis. Good to see you. We got to listen to Rick Burkholder a few days ago, try to explain the
4: process to us as to what's going on at your guys' facility. I'm just wondering, from a player standpoint, uh, how important was it to his, his, hear his direction of what you guys would be doing and just how guys are getting accustomed to the new layout
2: in terms of locker room and then as many guys as you can try to interact with, even though obviously football is the
4: ultimate team sport.
2: Yeah. Um, I think the, the biggest key and the biggest message outside of all the, the, I don't know, the guidelines and the precautions, the safety measures that you have to take in the building is that don't, don't get lazy. Don't get comfortable in, in what you, in what we're going through right now, because that's when it's going to kind of jump at you and, 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 uh, and hurt you and it is what it is it's a, it's a virus that uh, unfortunately um, we can't control to a certain extent right now but what we can control is uh, is, is our actions and, and how we're performing as athletes and what we're doing outside of the building and we can minimize it as much as we can and uh, just being accountable um, and not taking it lightly at all and, and, and making sure we're making the right decisions okay let's go to Steve Walls to close out go ahead Steve hey Travis how's it going man Steve, what's up, big dog? Not much, man. Uh, you talked about being, holding guys accountable, but just how much of it is just really based on trust, knowing that guys are going to do the right thing away from the team? And also, uh, to the people out there that think that they shouldn't wear a mask, what's your message to them so that football can, you know, can, can come back? Um, I think it goes way, way, way beyond football, man. Wearing a mask is, 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 uh, is if you want to get down to the nitty-gritty, it's life or death for a lot of people. And... Um, Who's to say who it's who's safe and who's um, who's not safe and who's uh, able to get this disease and who's not or how it's it's such a it's such a question mark on on what's going on with this virus right now that uh, that wearing a mask is the first thing that you can do from saving somebody else from getting it knowing that you don't know if you have it uh, because of because of how it's uh how it's been rapidly um, making its way into every single city and every, a lot of homes in these communities. So it's, um it's just a, it's a scary time. And it, if you want to be, I say, just wear the mask. I won't get into it too much. Just be safe about it. Wear the mask and, and respect the people around you just as you, as you would, if it was your family member or, uh, or if it wasn't, man, act as if you have the virus already. And, uh, and I think everybody would just be, be fine going from
4: there. For me it was, you know, just kind of cut straight, simple, you know, right to it, you know. I'm dealing with a family matter, you know, my mom was just diagnosed with cancer. So, and it's stage four. So, you know, yeah, there was no other, you know, that was my decision, you know, you know, with everything that was going on and, you know, she was, you know, the only one there for me, you know. I, I never had the opportunity, you know, to have my dad there. So you know, my mom is, you know, my rock, my everything. So you know, during a, during a, during a hard time like this, you know, I think, you know, I should be next to her every step.
0: Yeah, that is great to hear, Damien. and uh, I'm sorry to hear that, number one, and obviously you'll be her rock as well. And as it relates to, to football, I mean, for you, football becomes uh, on the back burner. There's no doubt about that and what you're dealing with uh, with with your mother, and maybe uh, just touch on that because it doesn't sound like it was that hard of a decision for you because you seem to be emerging peace with the Kansas City Chiefs. No, yeah, most definitely. It,
4: it, was, it was hard, you know. Uh, You know, I sat down, you know, talked to everybody, you know, in my circle, family and everybody close to me. And, you know, my mom, you know, she just was like, you know, whatever decision, you know, I'm behind you. But at the end of the day, you know, it's hard, you know, football is my life, you know, especially coming off, you know, a championship and wanting to do a repeat, you know, which, you know, I know they're going to handle that. But at the end of the day, you know, it's you know, it's just something personal. You know, I have to handle. How was Coach with that? I'm sure he was very compassionate about it. Andy's a wonderful human being. Oh uh, no, yeah, most definitely. No, I, I only really got to speak to um, Brett Vince about it. And um, but, like I said, you know, everything just was so sudden. You know, this really just happened, and I'm on the phone with you guys right now. So.
0: Hey, it's Blair. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Welcome back to SportsBeatKC. Now let's hear from Peter Vermees, who called Thursday night's loss to the Philadelphia Union embarrassing. After Sporting surrendered three first-half goals, the final score was three to one. After that, we'll hear from Chris Bubich, who will make his major league debut tonight in the Royals' home opener.
1: General thoughts on the game as a whole, and then the second one, thoughts on your defense in the first half specifically. So as as the, as the whistle blew, um, the other team wanted the game, and we as a team we didn't. We didn't. We we were not in the game. It took three goals to wake us up. Um, and, and that's the simple thoughts on the game. Um, by the time we woke up, unfortunately, um, things didn't fall our way. And we deserve that based on the fact that we, they, they wanted them more than us. And that was, that was really the, the, the game. Defensively, it's not the defense. It's, it's the team. It's the mentality to, to, to go and compete and win the game. We, we didn't, we didn't want to go compete and win the game today. Next question, we'll go to Jonathan Segal. Jonathan, your line is open.
0: Hi, Peter. Um, you mentioned after three goals, it, it woke the team up, um, but was there a specific moment where you felt like, okay, we're starting to get into this a little bit, um, or was that maybe a little too too late for your liking, perhaps, and I would assume yes.
1: I thought when we were 2-0, I, I thought we were still capable to get back in the game when when it went 3-0, um, and the goals that we gave up on two, on two of our set pieces, uh you know shame on us um very disappointed in that in that respect i i never have a problem with getting better beat by a team that just does incredible things against us be fair to them they did they scored two very good goals on counters we were we were uh completely unorganized um, but all, there was so many other aspects of the game that we were just not good enough. So um, did I ever think we were in the game? I, I always think that, you know, I, I have a belief personally that um, that you can come back. But when you see um, that there's not life in the, in the team, okay? There's individuals that, that worked hard and wanted to win and wanted to fight. But unfortunately, the game's not played as individuals, it's played as a team. And today, the team was not ready to win, didn't compete. Next question, we'll go to Franco Panizo. Franco, your line is open. Thanks, man. Uh, Peter, you, you said that they they wanted that uh, they wanted it more than you guys. Um, why why do you think that was? Why why why, is, why weren't I, you guys up to listen? That? I, I only have I only have one thing. When that happens, it's my fault, and so I I can I can easily take uh, blame because um, if the team's not ready, it's my fault. So the team wasn't ready. And it is my fault. What I what I will say is, and I will say it this way, is that very, very seldom, um, as I've been coached at this club, have I, I've gone into a game with our team where they they came out and they just weren't into the game. They didn't want to win, especially a knockout round. When we've been in, I mean, we've won plenty of open cups. Uh, we've been in playoff games, whatever, to come out and play the way we did in the first half. Um, it was. It was. It was embarrassing. Um, uh, it was embarrassing, and so that's on me. Um, and I can tell you this: um, I'm not sure why that is. The good thing is I have some time now to figure that out. And figuring that out is going to be is going to be at the um, expense of everyone else, um, meaning all the players in the team. Because I I can't I can't sit through 90 minutes. Of the kind of, of the kind of game that we had today. Even though I thought in the second half we tried to come back, but it's easy when you're down 2 0, 3 0. It's, it's easy to, to now all of a sudden start to fight and the other team takes the foot off the gas pedal. The psychological change in your mind is, is, is an easy one. It's what do you do when it's 0 0 and how do you play? And when it was 0 0, we fell very, very short of, of, uh, our quality. Um, the positive, the positive is, is that, um, we played three games in that meant something towards our season. And as of right now, we're still at least in the, uh, the top of the West. Um, but we need to get our act together because we can't play games like that against teams in the West because they're too good. They're too good and they fight for everything. Um, I, I said from the beginning, I thought that, uh, San Jose was, uh, I think, the favorite. Um, and their guys, they work. They work, they're work. the hardest working team in, in Major League Soccer at the moment and they deserve to get the credit and they deserve to be talked about because of the way that they go after the game, all the players in the team. Um, we're, we're not even in that class. We're not even close.
3: First of all, thank you. Obviously, it's pretty, pretty surreal feeling right now. Um, actually, when I walked into the, the T-Bones Park clubhouse yesterday, um, Paul Gibson, our director of pitching performance, um, pulled me aside and and uh, took me into the office, and I was actually slated to throw five innings in our inner squad scrimmage yesterday. And um, obviously, the rain kind of put that aside. And then today, there's more rain, so he kind of said, "Oh, um, we have have you slated down for Friday now, but it's going to be Friday at, at Kauffman Stadium against the White Sox." So when I heard that, like it took it took a second actually for it to actually for me to even understand what he was saying because. Um, I'll be honest, it's not something I was expecting to hear when I was walking in, or when I woke up yesterday morning Um, but when he said it like um, obviously I made a couple phone calls right after that to my mom, my sister and and the rest of my family and and close friends Um, but yeah, pretty unbelievable feeling Um, and definitely uh, blessed to have an organization that is willing to obviously take a chance on a younger guy like me and and has enough faith to put me out there in a situation like I'm going to be in tomorrow.
0: That will do it for today. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Randy Mason, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, Savannah Smith and Chris Fickett. Hey, those interviews you heard on today's show are all stories on KansasCity.com and we dropped some links in the show notes, so check it out. Hey, earlier in the episode you heard me talk about the Sports Pass offer. It still stands and still a good one. 30 bucks for a year's worth of sports coverage, and that includes sports extra that comes with the e-edition. There are 44 additional pages of national sports coverage today. Here's an even better offer, buy the entire Kansas City Star product, sports, news, features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus extra news, sports, and business coverage. The details at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe, that's account dot kansascity.com/slash subscribe and whether it's the sports pass or the full subscription you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC thanks for listening and we'll be back on Monday with a new episode.